Well, we've come a long way, haven't we? We've come through the wilderness of Lent. We've come all the way to the gates of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. We've come to the, the table of the Lord on Monday, Thursday. We've come all the way to the cross of Christ on Good Friday. And here we are at the empty tomb of Easter. We have arrived, yeah. So if you were here yesterday, you would have uh, known and seen the seed that was planted there, right where the tree is. That good seed that died and fell into the ground and has now risen and is bearing much fruit, as you can see. If you, uh, if you get to know me, you might find something out that I like seeds, particular seeds, chia seeds, in fact. <laughs> and there's a lot of things I like about chia seeds. Uh, one of the things is there's one of these superfoods on the earth. They're really nutritious, full of, full of nutrients. They just make me feel really good. I love me some chia. I eat maybe too much, and Anna's kind of worried about me that I'm going to grow a chia plant within myself one day. But uh, I, like, I like some chia, but I love the Jesus seed even more. The Jesus seed died and fell into the ground and rose and became the tree of life, resurrected and replanted and bearing much fruit. Well, at the beginning of Vigil, we, we saw and we, well, we heard and we saw beautifully reenacted the, the creation account when God originally created this tree and planted it in the garden, in the Garden of Eden, the Holy of Holies of creation. This tree was there in the middle of the garden at the peak of the garden. And out from the garden flowed these four rivers watering the whole earth. This tree was the, the axis of the world, of the created order. All things were gathered up into this tree, and from this tree all of creation was nourished and fed and given life. We're also told if, if Adam and Eve were to eat from this tree, their fruit from this tree was going to give them eternal life. The life of eternity, the life that always was and always will be, the life of God was going to be given to them from this tree. The tree of life is actually a recurring symbol, not just in the Bible, but actually in many cultures and religions. It represents the deepest longings of the human heart, our longing to receive that forever life from God that longing to be with God, the longing to be, to be like a tree rooted in the earth and yet like the branches stretched up, stretched out to heaven, to be nourished with that sap of the Spirit and yet bearing, enduring fruit to the world. The other tree, the tree of knowing good and evil, is at the beginning of the Bible, but it's not at the end of the Bible. And you might notice when the light of the resurrection came on, 
it disappeared, or at least the shadow <laughs> disappeared. It's not at the end of the Bible, and the resurrection light dispels it. It's no longer around, the tree of knowing good and evil. But the tree of life is both at the beginning of the Bible, at the center of creation, and it's at the end of the Bible, at the center of the new creation. And in the middle, we have Jesus functioning as the tree of life. Jesus in the New Testament, he's presented as the new, the axis of the world, where the one in whom all things are gathered up and the one from whom all things are given life, even eternal life. Jesus is the tree of life in the ultimate sense. He himself said, I am the life. He said, anyone who comes to me, believes in me, receives eternal life, the life of God, the life of eternity. He said, I am the true vine, the true grape tree, if you will. And he says, those who abide in me will bear much fruit as his branches. Fruit, he says, that will last, that will remain, that will endure. He says, these branches are going to get joy, fullness of joy, and no one will be able to take that joy away from them. In other words, he's giving them eternal life. But what do we do with this tree, the tree of life? Well, we killed the tree of life. We crucified him. We saw that dramatically expressed when the tree was dismantled. And so, of course, from one angle, that, that dismantling was representing the fall of humanity. But from another angle, it was representing Jesus' crucifixion and when he bore the sins of humanity. But all was not lost because, again, Christ became the seed, the super seed, that died and fell into the ground and on the third day rose again and became the tree of life, resurrected, replanted, and bearing much fruit throughout the world. <clears throat> and as you can see, it's extended onto the table that we're going to come and partake not too long from now. But that resurrection life means now that this life from this tree is, is resurrection life that restores us and heals us. When the tree of life is mentioned at the end of the Bible, it's mentioned, or what's pointed out, is its leaves. Now, if you notice, but on many of these leaves, they're just outlined in color. So they're transparent, translucent, so you can see through them to the cross. At the end of the Bible, when the leaves are mentioned, it says they're going to be for the healing of the nations. And I want that healing. <laughs> I want more of that for myself and for so many people. I know. The image of the leaves being used as healing for healing was, would have been a familiar image in the ancient Near East. Leaves were commonly used for medicinal 
purposes. They were used to make coverings for wounds, for teas, and for remedies for all kinds of illnesses and sicknesses and wounds. But the leaves of those trees only go so far. Whereas the leaves of the tree of life can heal anything and anyone. Because they have this extremely potent life going through them. Eternal life. Resurrection life. These leaves and the power in these leaves is for that purpose of healing. Healing the nations, healing all families of the earth, all communities, all people. And so I love how these leaves are transparent, the healing leaves, so that you can see through them to the cross. For by his wounds we are healed. That is the source of the healing of those leaves. Because of the cross, we are healed. And the resurrection is the first proof of that healing. Here is the first human being who has been totally healed from death. His body is now no longer subject to death or decay. That's a new thing on planet Earth. Because of the resurrection, we have this proof that all things and all people are healable. All of creation, all of our bodies, our relationships, our vocations, all things human, all things are healable. Think of yourself. Think of the people here. Think of the people you know in your life. Think of all the people on planet Earth. All of those are healable because of the resurrection. Because of the resurrection, we can come to this tree who is Christ and be healed of every sin and sickness, every wound and loss. This day already in part, and one day in full. Come to the tree of life. Come to Christ to be healed. And come to Christ, come to the tree to become part of the tree. Jesus said, I am the tree, the, the true vine. He is the tree of life. And he says, abide in me, be my branches, and you will bear much fruit. His sap of the Holy Spirit will flow through you, giving you fruit that will endure in this world, leaves that will bring healing to people in this wounded world. Abide in me, Jesus says, and that means abide in his finished work of his cross and resurrection. Abide in his way of the seed the way of dying and rising, the way of denying ourselves to give to others, that with Jesus we can bear much fruit to others. You're going to notice up here at the front, 
there's these little sacks of seed that Anna put together. And each, uh, each person is meant to take one, or at least each family unit, if you come as a family, because um, there's not enough for every single person here. <laughs> but these little things are meant to remind you of the way of the seed and of the seed, the super seed, who was killed and died and went into the ground and rose on the third day and became the tree of life, resurrected, replanted. The tree that satisfies the deepest longings of our heart. Come to him to have those longings satisfied. Come to him to be healed. Come to him to become part of the tree. Because he is risen from the dead. He is risen. Hallelujah.